Hey guys, welcome back to Needles, Hooks, and Dirty Looks Podcast. I'm Brittany. I'm Sarah. And this is Season 2, Episode 26. If I was editing, I totally thought about being like, I wish I could edit in like the Jaws music or something, but I'm not. So you get me doing instead you Uh, did an amazing job thank you thank you i was practicing all day you're welcome (laughs) here in america and i don't know that everybody has like a ridiculous shark week like we do um but it is also shark week just in time for sarah's family vacation to the beach so um please sarah do not let anyone go in past like waist level to the ocean listen i don't even go in past my ankles (laughs) okay okay good um, but as we were talking about your beach trip and Shark Week and all the craziness, I don't know. I got to doing some research on it because I'm like, like, how did this become such a thing? Like, nowadays there is Sharknado and all the ridiculous shenanigans that come with Shark Week here. Right. But uh, back in 1987, actually on my birthday to be exact in 1987, um, mm. They started Shark Week, and it was originally for the conservation and educational purposes about sharks and to try to, like, make people more aware of what sharks are attracted to and just bring awareness. Now it has turned into, like, The Rock hosting Shark Week and Edo Volume 17 and, like, just... just I know people who look forward, like, all year to Shark Week. Yes, it's like a like a cult like following. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of people uh, that thoroughly enjoy Shark Week. Um, mm-hmm. So then I got to thinking, like, okay, here in our news, there's been a recent bout of shark attacks. Yes, um, Eric's sister had called their mom to tell her to warn us before we go down there that there has been an increase in shark activity yes and so it's a a little bit controversial i don't know if anybody's been watching the news but florida is thinking about i think it's florida is thinking about doing a like an allowance i don't even know to hunt or fish i don't know what word we're using here um but to help the population and jeff and i were discussing it and i don't I don't think that's really okay. Like, I don't think that sharks are breeding hot and heavy and that's why there's all these recent attacks. Hi, there are people walking into their house, which is the ocean. So, yeah, I don't know how I feel about the whole, like, everybody wants to kill all the sharks and make the beaches safe again. But sorry, folks, the the beaches were kind of theirs first. So, Um, so I don't know, but I got to looking at other countries, shark stats. Mm-hmm. Is there a term for shark expert? I should have looked that up. Like, uh, I don't know. I'm sure there is. Um, but the U.S. definitely, our waters are a little more uh, agitated, I feel like, because, so the top, how many we got here? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, ten. Top ten countries, shark attacks. These stats are listed as how many non-provoked shark attacks there were and then how many fatalities of those shark attacks. Okay. 
And so I like that they break it down to non-provoked and provoked. And so I was reading up on that a bit. Provoked is like Sarah and her dive team went in with a tank full of shark bait to the ocean, <laughs> filmed the sharks, and one somebody got bit. They consider that provoked because you're literally dead. I also consider that provoked, yes. Yeah, I agree. Why, what is wrong with people? <laughs> uh, but so the USA is number one. And th- these are stats for 2021. Uh, the USA was number one, 47 total unprovoked shark attacks, one fatality. The next closest is Australia. They had 12 and three. So 12 attacks, three fatalities. Brazil was three and one. Canada was one and zero. Those sharks are too cold up there. They don't care. Yeah. Um, Ecuador, one and zero. Now, okay, as we get further in this list, I'm going to full transparency here. I had to look up two countries because I never heard of them and don't know where they were. So New Caledonia, which is east of Australia. Mm Mm-hmm. Not not a lot of medical attention there, I feel like, perhaps. And if anybody is listening from New Caledonia, I don't say that unoffensively. As the stats read, two attacks and two fatalities. Oh, okay. So I'm wondering... Yeah, maybe somebody didn't get to them in time. Were right. Um, New Zealand was three and one. South Africa was three and run. And then I had to look up also St. Kitts and Nevis. I've heard of St. Kitts, but not Nevis. Are they the same place? Right there together. Yep. The name of the country is actually St. Kitts and Nevis, but it's like oh, okay. near the Virgin Islands and kind of around those walls. Um, but out of 73 total shark attacks unprovoked for last year for the entire world, 73 for the entire world does not make me feel like we need to go hunting these guys. Right. They had that. Um, Florida also had a like a snake hunt not too long ago oh okay but see okay and it made me think of the simpsons episode of whacking day have you ever watched that one no but i'm sure jeff has because you know he's a simpsons fan well and they're always predicting the future and then of course like now florida's having a snake hunt and i was like freaking whacking day (laughs) (laughs) but you know what though okay so like a snake hunt. I get that because those snakes are intrusive. They get into pipes. They get into homes through drain systems. And, and they're not get... native. I didn't know that either. Yes. Until okay. I was reading a thing about it. They they were like brought here and now they have taken over. They were. I mean, it's like the stupid lantern moth or whatever it is also. Like, it's ridiculous. But I, so I get the snake hunt. They're not native. They're intrusive. Whatever. Sharks, the ocean they are native too mm-hmm. um and again i feel like in the course of one year and the whole earth there were 73 attacks and out of those 73 let's do some quick math four five six seven eight nine nine fatalities well so let nine- me tell you it probably boils down to money if we have to be honest think of how many people are probably buying the licensing to hunt them and then you need bait and equipment and and you're probably losing tourists who would normally come this time of year because they're afraid of getting attacked by a shark because they're hearing all of this negative Nancy news about shark attacks. So the tourism industry is probably taking a hit. 
But I, it does make me wonder, 47 out of 73 were here in the U.S. I mean, mm-hmm. other are surrounded by water just the same. Yeah. Well, and I feel like a lot of countries, too, probably use their waterways for different things like tourism. Like, Florida has a lot of tourists that go specifically to the beach, whereas other countries, like, they probably use it for other things, like their fishing industry or importing and that kind of thing to where... Yeah. They probably don't like it's their beaches are not probably specific to vacation visitors. Mm-hmm. I was looking, it also broke down in the US because I was just super curious. Like I said, 47 just sounded like a freaking lot just for our country. So I was looking and it breaks down, um, even as far as by state. And Florida obviously was number one. Uh, but again, Florida is surrounded on three sides by water, so right. look that ups their chances. Yeah, uh, Carolinas were both listed. You know what state was not listed? Virginia. Virginia. <laughs> That's good news. Dark <laughs> map. Uh, they've also been off the hurricane radar since like sixteen eighteen or something. So, I feel like if anybody that's been listening long enough knows my luck here, I feel like we might be summoning the actual Sharknado. a biblical proportion i feel like we're gonna come rolling into town and just drum it all up (laughs) oh i hope not your trip sorry what what was that i was laughing and i didn't hear what you said (laughs) are you packed and ready for your trip yes yeah we um yep we packed this afternoon and Took about everything out to the car except for the stuff that we need in the morning, like our toothbrushes, um, deodorant, that kind of stuff. Because we're oh, see, there's no way we loaded the car because we're super paranoia here. I would have oh. panicked about loading the car, thinking someone was going to steal our stuff in the night. Oh, listen! If they want to steal my underwear and flip flops, <laughs> I guess. I know, like I. Don't- weird about stuff like that because again we don't live in any kind of an area where it's like car break-ins are happening all the time but in my mind like we're gonna load everything we have in this car for vacation it's definitely not gonna be there when we wake up so paranoia doesn't let me do stuff like that yeah um yeah we've eric's gotta work tonight so he's gonna have to take everything you know with him to work and then he said he's gonna hustle home tomorrow morning um so we can get ready to go and then it's going to be a long drive and i told him i said listen we're going to have to stop somewhere so i can get an energy drink coffee just doesn't do it for me in the morning anymore and last year i just got coffee which i usually do but by the time like we get going i have the worst headache because i didn't have like my usual caffeine in the morning that's how you know you're caffeine dependent when you were like in a car in a fetal position crying because <laughs> your head hurts so bad yeah but those ca- headaches are so legit when i i feel like i feel like i'm talking at an aa meeting of sorts here and not <laughs> judging that at all but i was severely addicted to mountain dew anybody that doesn't know about 25 years of my life from sun up to sundown is literally all that hydrated my body mm-hmm. i I would take a bottle of Mountain Dew to bed with me and if I woke up in the night and needed a drink I would drink that. I would wake up in the morning drink more Mountain Dew. Like it was all I mean it was hardcore. Um, And I feel like those headaches were some pretty 
pretty fierce ones coming off the dew. Uh, mm-hmm. Pretty terrible. And I don't know. I'm like you with the coffee. I mean, it's a it's a jolt enough to keep me going along, but it's not like a burst of energy I get from it. It's like a survival burst. No. Right. Like, okay, now you've had function. Good luck with the rest of your day. Um, but right. that's why I find myself drinking coffee in the evenings. Mm-hmm. But everybody, everybody's very judgmental about evening coffee, and I'm not sure why. No. I've always drank coffee at night. So did my grandma. So did my grandpa and my dad. And I just feel like it runs in blood. And But a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, it's 8.30 and you're drinking coffee? Like you're doing some kind of mortal sin. Uh, <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, it's no, I could literally be drinking this and falling asleep at the same time. Like it's not, it's not a big deal. Right. And I think that like it's just enough caffeine for me to keep keep me from getting some like gnarly headache before I go to bed because then I can't sleep if my head hurts yes and there's nothing worse than a headache waking you up out of a sleep right and my headaches like I don't like they're never for like a day or a couple hours it's like once I get a headache it lingers for three or four days and you know there's a thing called can't no research I do like because I get really bad migraines and so a lot of times like a day or two or three I might be living on like ibuprofen and etc and everything else under the sun um but from taking different pain relievers you mm-hmm. can actually give yourself a rebound headache oh uh look it up it's a whole thing and I'm like oh that's cool so I'm treating the migraine I'm going to give myself an extended headache by treating <laughs> right Oh, it's a little ridiculous. I'm well, so and excited I- for you guys to go to the beach. I'm so jealous. I'm going to be living vicariously through you for a few days because we haven't been since Christmas and I really do love the beach. I'm just excited to just relax, I feel like. I know we're going to go to Myrtle Beach one day, probably Tuesday, probably the day that you guys are listening to this right now because I keep forgetting it's only Sunday that we're recording it. But um, I... Or is it the beach? I, so, just an FYI, if you hear us slipping up and are wondering why our dates are off, that is why. Right, yeah. Um, so, I am excited that, like, we're going to just spend one day to just kind of go and sightsee and stuff. But the rest of the time, I think we're just going to be hanging out and relaxing. Uh, the resort there is perfect for hanging out and I think that's what I'm the most jealous of because one of my favorite things is I love dragging my yarn bag down to the pool deck and just sitting in one of those big long lounger chairs mm-hmm. I get in the pool I can hear the ocean waves from there I'm sitting in a nice chair in the sunshine actually last time we went I got really burnt on accident because I sat down there for like an hour or two Jeff was chilling upstairs the kids got was playing his playstation and I just sat down on the pool deck by myself in my happy space. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I never even put sunscreen on. I've already got my yarn bag in the car for my temperature blanket. Okay, awesome. Oh, oh. Guys, we will have to post it. Sarah finished her cardigan she's been working on. And it is... Oh. She did fall colors and... It just looks so warm and perfect for fall. And I'm ready for fall. I am too. I'm usually, I'm a a big summer person, but come about August, I'm getting ready for fall. I'm starting to get tired of the hot weather. Anywhere that doesn't have all four seasons, because 
I feel like I have season ADHD also. And as soon as we get into one, like I'm ready for the next one. I feel that now where we're moving, of course, in Virginia, uh, a little further south. So we'll have like milder seasons, but still seasons nonetheless. So yeah. I feel like it's a good mix because like their lowest temperature recorded is zero. Yeah. Not the polar vortex here like Ohio where it's like negative 45 degrees. <laughs> um, zero. I can deal with zero. Now, what's really bad about right now is we're moving at the end of this week and it's just been hell, to be honest, packing and all this because it's like 9,000 degrees here in Ohio also and yeah, full humidity. I mean, I'm not sure. It's probably 100% humidity because... I mean, Jeff went out to mow earlier, and he's like, it, there's a nice breeze, and it's not that bad, but I am literally drenched in sweat. But it's so humid. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I put the map for, for down there, like, when we arrive, what we're looking at. And for about the next 10 days, we're looking at, like, 95-plus and storms every single day. I thought for sure it was going to storm here. Eric was outside vacuuming out the car and um, washing it and stuff. And... I was like, it's going to rain, it's thundering, and you're out here with the vacuum plugged into the side. <laughs> we should probably, <laughs> probably go inside. But it didn't rain here at all. It rained, oh. like, here in town, but it, not here, like, in our neighborhood. Oh. Yeah, it rained here. Uh, well, I, as you know, had a bit of a chaotic morning. And I didn't get coffee this morning. So we finished dinner, cleaned up the mess. And I was like, all right, well, going to get coffee. Anybody need anything? Mm-hmm. Um, and when Sissy and I come out of Kroger, it was raining. So, um, yeah. I thought for sure that it would and would cool it down, like cool the air down a little bit. Uh, but we didn't get anything. But I was really concerned about Eric having our only working vacuum cleaner outside turned on in a pending thunderstorm while I mean, he's cleaning out the cars i feel like it was in canada and, and can tell us but there was a, a video a while back and it was like this is how everybody should mind their own business and this guy was mowing and there was literally a tornado behind him but he wasn't stopping <laughs> and and he's just push mowing along push mowing along and it's like if you just look at him it looks like a nice day and then you look behind him and you're like oh that's literally a tornado right there but it, he might yeah. be coming his way because he wouldn't be in stop by it. He had shit to do. Uh, I don't know. I know. And, the, and I'm concerned too about the person taking the picture of it. Like, I feel like I'm sure it was probably a setup, if I'm being honest, to where they're like, oh, it's moving that way. Go outside. So it looks like you're just out here mowing. I'll take your video, you know, right. whatever. Yeah. Uh, it, I don't know. That's what it makes me think of. Or like we were driving home yesterday. So uh, Remy, every year for her birthday, does not want a birthday party. She requests a trip with her Aunt Sarah and me and her Mimi. And usually takes a friend shopping. So we make a girl's day of it in the morning and then always end with lunch and come home. So yesterday it stormed terribly while we were in lunch and we all got soaked trying to leave. And But when we're on the way home, it's like the perfect definition of Ohio because straightforward where we were driving to was a bright and sunshiny day. But if you look on the side mirrors or the rear view mirror of the car, behind us was literally like nighttime because it was storm- mm-hmm. And I was like, well... Perfectly defines Ohio right here. Right. Such a moody beast Ohio is. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 
I was like, and Eric's going to get electrocuted and we're just trying to go on vacation tomorrow. <laughs> Honestly. And he will not ride in the car at all. If it is in any way like dirty or not vacuumed or so-so. And so he was out there vacuuming it out. Took the floor mats out, which are like those, they're not weather tech, but they're like similar, you know what I mean? Like the rubber yeah. mats. And he was outside with the dish soap, like washing them, drying them off, drying them and stuff. And I was like looking everywhere for the dish soap. I was like, where is the dish soap? Why isn't it on the sink? And I look outside and sure enough, he's got it out there spraying off the mats and stuff. And I was like, unbelievable. Like I'm just trying to clean this house before. And I can tell you from the age of like five on. I could tell you how to wash a car, how you have to do each panel. You can't soap up the whole car because then you get right. like ridiculous. Dad was a super big car wash guy. So I, I people are yeah. like that. Um, I, not that I don't care, but I don't care personally. I used to have this car named Betty the Buick and she was old, like a 1992 Buick Century or something. But I swear to you on all things holy, if if it wouldn't have gotten smashed by the stupid kid I worked with, I would still be driving that car. I had no car payment, and it was a dream. Mm-hmm. Big old boat. and I mean, it was a good car, though. It was a good car. Yeah. But Betty the Buick got parked under this tree all the time, and therefore, like, I could wash the car and come home and park it, and it was covered in bird crap again. Like, I mean, it was just... Yeah. So it got to the point where I was just like... Like, I, heck with it. It's whatever. I'm just driving the bird mobile. It is what it is. Yeah. Um. But we worked with, well, funny, we worked with, I worked with a fellow with the exact identical name as my husband, not my husband. Huh. It's a really common name here in our small county of 20,000. There's like at least five that I can count. Um, <laughs> but he didn't have a car. So he always walked everywhere around town. No big deal. But one day he had stopped in while I was working and it was his day off and he was just running errands and whatever. And I was like, well, look. Do you, I mean, I'm here all day. So you want to take my keys and you can take my car. Like, I don't, you don't have to walk around town. It's no big deal. Dude took my car and washed it immediately and was like, thanks for letting me use your car. I washed it for you. And I'm like, ah, you're embarrassed to drive around that bird mobile. (laughs) I know you're trying to spin it like you did me a favor, but it doesn't bother me. I think it bothered you. (laughs) The bird mobile. Yeah. Air. Well, and you better believe I probably, if I go out there right now, I could probably count 10 air freshener clips. In- <laughs> <laughs> Which is so because, so, neither Eric nor Sarah smoke, have ever smoked. Like, they're just not, as nobody smokes. Yeah. But the way Eric uses <laughs> clips, you would think he is trying to hide, like, something to cross the border. <laughs> I feel like, like, to catch a smuggler, they would tip be tipped off. <laughs> out of air clip vents they'd be like pull him in for further inspection to clip in glade vents he's bring why it's so funny like i don't know why he's i feel like there's an extreme amount of febreze in this car it's overwhelming when he rolled down his window well he asked me so i know that there's uh vent clips in there need to smell them and see which one I put one of them to put in there and he was going to put them both in there and one of them was like citrus and the other one was like a berry and I said don't you dare put both of those in there (laughs) oh no I said pick one I don't care which one they both smell fine but don't be putting them 
he's gonna be like oh i was just trying to make a berry citrus combination <laughs> right my car smells like a fruit salad oh my gosh i just i'm so weird about scents anyway that it sucks because everything gives me a headache just about like it's mm-hmm. crappy so i would definitely not be able to deal with that i'm very specific about like it was always very fun to do the secret sister thing at work mm-hmm. oh. specific on my like I don't know why. God love every secret sister ever. I know everyone means well, so I'm not trying to bash this ever. P.S. Secret sister is a thing at work where you get like a blind person. You, not a blind person. You get <laughs> blindly. And that was, um, and then you gift them things all year long. You do the big reveal at Christmas. Yada, yada, blah, blah, blah. I've always been fortunate. I have always had great secret sisters, but I don't know if it is somewhere deep down in the secret sister manual that it, one gift per year must be massive amounts of wax melt and a wax warmer. Oh. Every every time, like clockwork, man, every single time. And I have to be like, candles or wax melts, baking scents or fruit scents only, no flowers, no patchouli, no... Right. Yeah, that stuff, man, it makes me sick. I don't know how I worked at Pier 1 as long as I did, to be honest. Because you walk in that store and it's like a punch in the face. Ethan had incense for a while, and one of them smelled like, I don't know, like burning wood or something. And one time I walked past, like, the room was on fire because there was a smell of, like, it smelled like burning wood or something coming from his room. And, um, no, it was just incense. But I was like, oh, my God, the house is on fire. I had an ex who in high school used to burn incense a lot and I think he only did it in spite of his stepmom who was a very sweet kind lady but she would come down the stairs and be like hacking a literal lung up over this <laughs> and it never him from burning another and I'd be like well um you know your stepmom's in there she's like, oh it's fine it's fine and like four seconds after lighting you would hear her be like <laughs> like just getting crazy and they weren't smokers either so it wasn't like she had a weird smoker cough that incense was death to her and he gave zero cares in the world that's so sad it's disrespectful i think yeah it definitely was it was like the very hippie um you know i don't know the phase of life where a lot of people go through wearing like ponchos and maybe not showering regularly i don't know oh um just like a hippie phase i don't know a lot of everyone i feel like like around high school age just does weird stuff at that age because they're trying to find themselves or whatever but very few people like are that way in adulthood i feel like so if you're trying to find yourself that's probably not it i know i had a friend in high school god love her i'm still great friends with her now but in high school, like, I just never was the girl that, I mean, I tried, I guess, kind of, but, like, not, not like this girl did. Dude, heels every day or, like, boots that were heels and, like, dressy, like, she was going to go work her nine to five. But every day for high school. And mm-hmm. I, I mean, I was, like, sneakers and jeans from Express and a t-shirt, you know what I mean? I yeah. And I guess it still shows because, I mean, if you look at me today, for the most part, I am, I mean, 
we had a birthday slash going away party this morning and I was in a t-shirt and actually a camouflage t-shirt and jean shorts. I always wore heels at school when I was in high school, but not like with dress pants. A lot of times I had like jeans, so like heeled boots or, or jeans, but it was always because I thought that like it made my posture better to wear like my butt was shaped better. Does that make sense? Like it does. You know what I mean? it- <laughs> yeah, I feel like it accentuated probably parts of me that probably didn't need to be in high school, but that was why I did. I just always felt like, man, how did those girls even know to walk in those heels? Like I can barely function in these tennis shoes. Um, and still to this day, it rings true. I am not a heel person. What I consider heels now, like I'm like, oh, actually, I'm gonna be honest. The one pair of heels I wear most often, I call my funeral shoes. Oh no. <laughs> them um i laughed because when we uh i was down at the regional meetings there another girl had very similar shoes and it was funny because you could tell in her walk that she was also just doesn't wear them regularly Mm -hmm. and i was like we have about the same shoes and she's like i hate these things i can't wait to take them off and i was like i know i call mine funeral shoes that's how often i wear them well and a real they're like a one and a half inch wedge i mean they're not Mm -hmm. Like, Remy could probably wear them without blinking an eye. Well, and I wear heels all the time at work. You do? Now, so I, it must be, like, like, you find a shoe that you like, maybe around high school age, and that's what you stick with for the rest of your life. Yeah, I don't, I just, uh, he, I don't know. I can't do it. I have tried. I think, too, if I'm going to be 100% honest, I feel like I'm a big girl. If if anybody hasn't looked at our pictures, newsflash, I'm not small. Um, and I feel like that's it too. Heels are so uncomfortable to me because it's an uncomfortable way to carry all this body weight and try to balance it on nothing, basically. I feel like if I were to drop like 50 pounds, I'd probably walk in heels better. But I don't I want should... to eat them. Um, I've got to figure out, as we're speaking about shoes here... Um, because in my in my new role in my new area, I've mostly got to be closed toed. Mm, yeah. Um. So, what about steel toes? Like, are you going to need to get you a pair of steel toed shoes to carry around in your car with you? I don't think so. I've no. several different. I've checked with all the female reps because I'm gonna be honest. I think the male reps are like uh, whatever shoes or shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Female reps. I feel like we've got a good mix of. You either have reps that wear like seven inch stilettos on the job. Oh. Or reps that are like wearing flats or, you know, just a basic. So I've got a pair of basic, just black flats that I'm probably going to make a thing of getting another pair of them because they're comfortable and keeping one pair in my car at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, another rep said she just keeps a pair of tennis shoes in her car, which is also smart, but I feel like it'd be more professional to have a pair of flats. Right. Like, let me bust out well and again because i do nothing quietly my current tennis shoes are pretty neon and bright and loud so mm-hmm. probably not my best idea to whip those bad boys out either i think i'll just go with a flat but i don't know you could throw yeah. some of those uh sandals that i keep getting tagged in i'm gonna have to pass <laughs> so i don't know if anybody has seen this i'll just stuff. buy you some five times in the last week and I don't even crochet so I'm not sure but people are taking the bottom part of a flip-flop like from old navy or dollar store cutting out the actual like 
thong part of the flip-flop. So you just have like a foam piece with nothing. And then they're crocheting a slipper onto that foam piece. And Sarah and I were talking about it lunch yesterday. I'm just not sure why you wouldn't just go buy a pair of slippers at that point. Because the yarn right. that you're going to take to reinvent the wheel, you could have just bought the wheel probably pretty cheap. Yeah. People make things just because they can. I'm not that way. I'm not. I'm not that way. <laughs> yes, I like right. functional pieces and things, not just to make things for the hell yeah. of it. I'm like, oh, I wonder if I could crochet into that broken flip flop, but mm-hmm. it doesn't even like the end result doesn't look like anything that I would see anyone wear on no. the. I it's just not a. I don't know. I feel like it is a waste of, and it just doesn't look functional. No, no, I don't. Uh, I have a dirty look for the week. Okay. And it's this time. I know a lot of times I do complaining about the knitting and crochet ladies of the Facebook groups because they're interesting. But uh, we've not discussed. There's some podcasting groups on Facebook. Mm -hmm. And I joined a bunch of them on our behalf when we started our podcast just to get a feel for different things. And, you know, some of the people in there provide good information or insight and feedback some people are lunatics though and today i fell a little bit far down the rabbit hole and reading the comment section oh my gosh i just thought of another one i have two this week for you okay (laughs) Um, the comment section of these people bashing true crime podcasts (gasps) what bashing like it's insensitive and it's weird that you're deranged and want to listen to that kind of stuff. And, you know, it shows that you have no empathy for these people that lost their lives. And I was like, hey, uh, you know, I get that some people could feel that way or feel offended. But I also get that some people may want their story told. And then- Oh, yeah. A lot of times the families participate. Yes. Because they you- want the information out there and to close. Or, you know, hey, these are the signs we missed when my kid was abducted. That's what right for or... So I said that, and they're like, look, I, I understand your vantage point, but from the other end of the spectrum, like, not all people feel that way about you. Right. And do these people were lighting up, like, like big, like, like, big podcasts, blue checkmark podcasts, these people lighting up in the comments section. Um, I don't know why everybody has to be catty, but it literally just made me think of a separate situation that... Uh, I stumbled upon on Facebook. I'm bringing it up now because I screenshotted it to send it to you and all the comments. And then I forgot to. But you're going to get it as soon as we're done here. So a lady went into one of my knitting groups and made a post. And I am going to read it verbatim. Okay. And I want your opinion. Okay. Hello. Is this a good place to find someone to commission to make me a sweater? What is the etiquette around commission and payments? I want this piece of clothing to last, so I want quality material, and I want to micromanage all of the little decisions about (laughs) the and the shape and the stuff like that. I do not know what kind of price people charge, so we will negotiate that. I'm hoping to find someone experienced who can help me ship it to Ohio. And I was like, of course she's in Ohio. Mm -hmm. I made a sketch. Okay, let me see if I can send this to you all. Off, I commented on the sketch with a picture of Freddy Krueger. <gasps> the comments are golden. I just sent you pictures. So the comments are like, okay. 
I think you need to be prepared to pay a lot. Uh, I think it's great that you're yeah. perfectionist, but to, to micromanage my stitch work is probably not going to happen. Um, and then, right. Wow, that is a great sketch. I can tell you're an artist. Um, <laughs> yeah, what size do you need? I can knit this for about $750. Yes. If I did, there would be negotiation on the cost. It looks like a simple black and red striped pullover that sits below the waist with raglan sleeves, ribbed cuffs, and a crew neck. But how big are you or the person that you're wanting it to be a pullover? Baby pullovers start at 110 and the price goes up from there. If you're looking for two colors, I'd say probably 355 But again, it's depending on the size. So people were not letting her have it. Um, and quality materials, like, Let's talk about that for a second because quality that you want or where you want it to come from, you're talking a lot of money sometimes. Yes. And I just thought like, uh, this lady commented, I forgot that this is a pattern. The artisan would have to then create from scratch for you. So I guess that increases the price. Yeah. You are very observant. I wouldn't do a set and sleeve for anyone who doesn't understand what it takes to knit a long pullover from scratch. Plus, this person wants to micromanage every stitch. It's a huge no for me. Yeah. Um, but these people were just... And this is how you get people to not enjoy doing their crafts. Because you have customers who don't know what they're talking about, obviously. Trying to micromanage something that they don't know what you do. Or what you do regularly. So... For someone to come to me and tell me how I need to do something that is like an art to me, well, I don't have that. Okay, so exactly. This next lady put, I don't know what people charge, so we will negotiate. The word negotiate is highly insulting. Would someone ask another artisan, painter, potter, seamstress to negotiate their work? This is not No. Um. Yeah, if you're going to try to micromanage what I'm doing, I'm not negotiating anything. I'm setting my price, and you can take it or leave it. Yeah, I just... The girl tried to turn it around and being like... Because everybody's like, yeah, this is a beginning knitter group, not a come and ask us to make you something group. Like, people were not having it. And she said, well, I asked when I joined the group if I could ask for it here, and nobody told me no, so I assumed it was okay. Like, she's blaming the admins for letting her in. Well, that's it. She sounds like she assumes a lot of things <laughs> is the problem. Like, I cannot believe this girl. Uh... No, I would lose my mind. And here's the thing. Okay, so if you are looking for something handmade, my suggestion would be to first go to Etsy and see if there's anything that kind of matches with for but there's also a lot of sellers on etsy who do custom work and ask for custom work to do so those are the people that i would be going to i wouldn't just be going to a random facebook group and asking people oh and her saying she wants to know the etiquette okay first of all you don't know anything about etiquette because if you did you wouldn't be trying to negotiate people's prices while you micromanage what they do and to say, like, so. micro-stitching, so I guarantee, like, even if you worked 40 hours on this sweater, she'd be like, well, why does this stitch look different than that stitch? Or, yeah. like, and I don't know. 
she, she sounds like she someone who's going to I would like to see who that is because it sounds to me like, like she's going to try to get out of paying for it too because it's going to be made and she's going to find something wrong with it and she's going to be like oh this is what we agreed on and I'm not going to pay you so no yeah. nope I know so she's during- a- this week to micromanaged stitches and negotiating artisans work right no i there's no way there is no way yeah i was dying i screenshot like i said i screenshotted to send it to you and then clearly got carried away with packing and stuff and didn't but um, i'm not I even did... a fan of doing custom work let alone somebody being that specific and telling me what materials i have to and for her also to say something like you need high quality materials and stuff I don't know that she would know what high quality materials right. are. And what is even. she she's getting like cashmere? I mean Right, cuz I feel like if she, she if she knew what she was doing or what the materials were they cost, she wouldn't be asking to negotiate prices and she wouldn't be asking for someone to do it for her. She would just make it herself. Right. So tested. Why don't you try to learn to knit? That would be a great whatever she's not. <laughs> right. right. No. Oh my goodness. Um Speaking of, if anybody wants to see some quality artisan work, please follow our social media, Needles Hooks DL, uh, or join our Facebook group. It is Needles Hooks and Dirty Looks podcast year long stitchathon. We got some fun temperature things working in there, but we've also just got fun working in there. Um, you'll get to see, I don't know, did you post your cardigan in there? No. Ah, you should. It's a gem. I'm just really ready for fall and I'm so enjoying those colors, but Sarah will post her cardigan. Yeah. But um, there's a lot of fun there. So find us, or like I said, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, our Messenger, our TikTok. Uh, it's all Needles Hooks DL. You'll find us there, or you'll find us here next week. Yep. Bye.